I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, quest, question. Hello, this is Vic Cohen broadcasting live from stunning, beautiful Skid Row Studios in downtown Los Angeles, California. The name of the show is It's a Fair Question. That's right, because on this show, every question is a fair question. There's absolutely no question ever that's too personal or ever off limits. And I am warning you, my guest, sitting across from me, nothing is off limits. Uh Uh-oh. That's right. And tonight I have, sitting across from me, one of the biggest stuntmen in Hollywood. And when I say biggest, I don't mean by weight or height. I mean by credits. The man's credits are insane. And if one of the stunts he had done in the past had not gone right, there's a good chance you wouldn't be here. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a possibility. Yes. His name, welcome Jim Wilkie. Thank, thank you. you to, thank you so much for being here. I know you have quite a drive from Ventura all the way here to downtown Los Angeles. Well, no traffic, fortunately. Well, I, w- I really want to think it was funny. You called me from downstairs where you were locked out, and right. I came down, and I said, well, you're a stunt guy. Just come in, right? Yeah. You, and the, you could have probably broken in here, right? Yeah. Just, well, you know, it's easier to just climb the building. You know? Could you have done that? Yeah, well, 10 years ago, maybe. I don't know about now. What about just going through the plate, plate glass window? Uh, how much money you got? <laughs> Not enough. (laughs) Well, I want to share with all of you some of Jim's credits. I went on IMDb, where we go often to find people's credits. Uh, Celebrities such as Jim Wilkie. What's funny, though, everyone seems to have an IMDb page, no matter what they've done. But your your page is crazy extensive. There were 106 credits from your work. They don't even have them all on there. (laughs) Well, I so what we're going to do is I'm going to go through all 106 right now. No, <laughs> not true. But I will. I do want to highlight for all of you some of Jim's work. Um, he's got Mad Max Fury Road for 2015, correct? Yes. That's a big film, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was huge. Okay, and yeah. you guys are done with stunt work on that? Uh, yeah, they actually just finished. Uh, they had some additional photography. We, we filmed uh, six months in Namibia, Africa. You uh, were in Africa? Uh-huh, last wow. year. That's yeah. fantastic. Last year. What were your stunts in that? Uh, it was mostly just uh, pretty straightforward stuff, driving, you know, a lot of close maneuvering and everything. And there was, unfortunately or fortunately, um, in my view, unfortunately, they employed a lot of CGI. And, oh, okay, so uh, the computer graphics. Yeah, and, and simulated travel. So. CGI is computer graphics integration? In- imagery. Imagery. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, okay, great. And when you're acting and working, you do your own stunts? Yeah, that's great. That was kind of a joke. Uh, <laughs> like, I do my own stunts. I mean, no, of course, I, that's what you do. You do every stunts for everyone. Yeah, I'd like to bring somebody in sometimes. but Yeah? <laughs> Let me share again some of your other credits with everyone. Uh, Men in Black 3, Hangover Part 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you were out in Asia, correct? We were in uh, uh, Thailand, yes. Yeah, that must have been something. How long? Uh, about four months. And how many of those days were you hungover? Uh, about four months. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of drinking? <laughs> oh, no. God forbid. God forbid. Oh, that'd yeah. be unprofessional. Yeah, that would be. What were the stunts you did out in Thailand? Uh, well, I did the boat sequence. I doubled. Uh, it's the second time I've doubled Zach Gilvanakis. You look just like him, too. I do, yeah. The resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> it's uncanny, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah. But with a beard and a shaved head, who knew? Right. And uh, uh, what kind of guy is he? Excellent, excellent. Uh, really nice guy. Uh, just, you know... Down to earth, straightforward, cool dude. You had fun. Yeah. And how well do you get to know the actors that you're doubling for? Uh, Sometimes you get to know them pretty good, and sometimes you rarely ever see them, if at all, you know? And how how did the relationship develop with you and Zach? Uh, Well, I thought it went really well. I mean, I... I Is there going to be a second date? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I brought him flowers. Was there a bromance? (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, it's, I did Due Date with him. I doubled him on Due Date. And then uh, Hangover was the second movie. And um, uh, it was a lot of fun. He's a great guy. All of them were. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Cooper, he and Grad, he's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, Ed. They, it was a great cast. Did you do any stunt work with them? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you. Uh, so in other words, the those actors were in the same scene, and you were standing in as if you were Zach. So they were actually talking and interacting with you. Oh yeah. Well, I drove the boat for Zach. I don't know if you recall the okay. sequence where the the uh, the cigarette boat and they're chasing through uh, the river there, and they finally he finally jumps it up on the beach into the wedding party. And uh, so I doubled him driving the boat. So they had, you know, the actors in the boat with me driving it as that. I see. And like a shot of you from behind. Yeah. It looks just like him. Yeah. What are the accommodations like? Are you, uh, by union law, do you have to fly first class? Yeah. Well, actually, they sort of dropped the ball on that one. Uh, Now they can uh, legally fly us business class, which is pretty much the same thing. What about the hotel? We were like four seasons. We had a five star. Oh, yeah. yeah. the, The best of the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's contractually set uh-huh. contract. So you're you're really living good when oh, you're yeah. on the road. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Good to hear, because uh, the work you do is so dangerous. Uh, we've also got other credits here. Just again, in, very impressive. Salt, Inception, NCIS, The Dark Knight. We're going to talk about that a little later. Rush Hour, Face Off, Casino, Naked Gun, Thirty Three and a Third, and of course, Scare Tactics, where you and I know a lot of some very talented people. Uh, right. We both had the opportunity to work with, and we've had the chance to work together on. And that would be we have uh, that would be deal with it. Yes, uh, Howie Mandel, Mike Harney's show, Roy mm-hmm. Bang, mm-hmm. Um, Mike Marks, the whole group. Yeah, yeah, great Tom, bunch of guys. Tom, yeah, yeah, we have such a great group. Yeah, so. You um, also uh, worked on a lot of... What, what, what do you prefer, TV or film? Uh, or do you not care? It doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I like film because a lot of times you have the opportunity to go and be on location, and I love to travel and see different places. And Going over your credits, is there something I missed uh, that you're particularly proud of? Uh, well, I, The Fugitive with Harrison Ford uh, was one of my favorites to work on. Why? Harrison's such a great guy. What makes him a great guy? Uh, he's just like, you know, uh, he's just, he, he doesn't act like a movie star, you know, uh, like we were doing, uh, I've worked with him on several movies and, uh, he would just come into the room, you know, maybe the stunt guys have a room and they're getting their pads on and they're doing, you know, getting ready to go out and do a, maybe a fight sequence or something. And Harrison did a lot of his own fight sequences. And, um, when you say flight sequences, are we talking about him sitting in a, in an airplane, a fighter or some fight. kind of. No, fight, like boxing. Fights, fight, okay. Fight, yeah. Uh-huh, right, okay. Um, and uh, um, he'd just come in, one of the guys, bullshit, you know, and sit down, put some pads on, knee pads, elbow pads, you know, and talk over what we're going to do, the routine or something. And uh, he's just a, a cool dude, yeah. Anyone not a cool dude? And who would that be? I knew you were going to ask that question. And it is a fair question. Yeah. Well, if you're going to tell me all the cool people, I need to know who's not so cool. Uh, well, Steven Seagal. Really? Yeah. What made him uncool or difficult, let's say, to work with or unpleasant? However, you, how would you characterize it? Uh, just an unpleasant individual to be around. Huh. Yeah. Why? What happened? Uh, well, he, uh, you know, I don't want to really get into that a lot. Oh, that's a fair question. It's a fair dude, question. You know, but <laughs> he just, he, he, uh, he, kind of, in my opinion, he got off on trying to hurt the stunt guys. You know, are I you mean, kidding? Yeah, I mean it's you know it's a business. It's it's all fake. It's phony. You're doing a fight with a guy. You know you're not supposed to hit him in the ribs and break his ribs, or you're not supposed to hit him in the jaw. You know it's fake. You know I mean we all want to be able to do eight takes, go home and come back the next day and be able to work. You know right. And uh, I think he just kind of, again in my opinion, he kind of got off on you know uh, kicking the stunt guys around a little bit because he. I guess in his mind, he knew he could get away with it. You know, we're not going to hit him back. What are we going to do? You know, it's right. the star of the movie. What so, was the film? I did a couple of movies with him. Uh, Out for Justice was one. Um, uh, movie up in Alaska where he played uh, kind of a Red Adair character uh, on Deadly Ground. Yeah. What did he do to you physically? Uh, we had a fight sequence, and um, and. Uh, um, I stayed up with him pretty good. The guy's good. He's fast. He's fast with his hands. These are choreographed fights. Well, they're does. supposed to be, yeah. And uh, at one point at the end of this fight, he's supposed to throw me through this big plate glass uh, gun cabinet. You know, it's a it's a cabinet, real cabinet, about, you know, waist high. And then the top part of it is a glassed-in uh, gun cabinet. And he's supposed to swing me around and throw me through the, the gun cabinet. And... Uh, you know, just before we got ready to do that was the end piece of the of the fight we were doing. Um, 
I said, look, Stephen, I know you're a big, strong guy and everything, but, you know, don't try and really throw me. Just get me around, Allie, but let me go. Let me do my own thing, you know, mm-hmm. so that I've got full control of my body as I go through the air. And, uh, you know, I can turn and I can get into the, because it's real glass, you know, it's real wood. This wasn't fake, uh, like balsa wood and Mm-mm. stunt glass, if there's such a thing? I don't stunt glass. Yeah, candy glass. Okay, no, but this I, was for real. I, I, it it might have been. I don't remember. Might Regardless, been. being thrown is dangerous. Well, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's just the idea that, you know, if you're in the air, you want to have control of your body. And if somebody else is actually physically throwing you, it, it takes away your timing. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it messes you up in the air. And, uh, of course, he tried to throw me, and I, you know, it screwed me up, and I couldn't get up high enough to clear the edge of the cabinet, so I slammed into it and broke a couple of ribs. And, uh, you know, it's just stuff like that. Did he laugh? Uh, he might have. I don't remember. I mean, did he <laughs> apologize? <laughs> no. Did you do another take? Yeah. With broken ribs? Yeah. You knew they were broken? Yeah. And so it's part of the job. You got to do it again. Yeah, you just tape up. Go for it. I mean, what are you going to do with ribs? You know. Yes. Did he clear it the next time? Yeah, he did it. We did it good. It worked good the next time. Right. And this was not just an isolated case with you. You're saying other stunt people were getting injured. Yeah. There's. Yeah. What do you do? Do you talk to the director because you can't speak to Stephen himself? No, you He's can try, gonna... but yeah. No, you just go with it. You know, it's part of the deal. You just wow. you know some some people are you know just I don't know. Well, what you're trying to say is some people are dicks and some people aren't. You said it. <laughs> I did because I know you can't. Well, that's that's um, that's pretty interesting. I, I would have no idea um, that that's that 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 story is great. So if I get sued by him, uh, can I pass that bill on to you? Or? No, Jeremy, who runs the studio and owns it, and his partner Joel, they are fully responsible. Great. So um, you had mentioned earlier, you said that if I you asked me if I had enough money to pay you. To go through that window or the door, right? You'd maybe would be open to it. So uh, I do want to ask you, as a stunt person, not me, but you, <laughs> what, uh, what? What? I'm just curious. Like, what? How do you get paid? Is it by stunt? Because like, I'm going to throw some ideas, some some stunts out to you, and I'm curious if you know off the top of your head what that would pay. Um, what about taking a bottle to the head? It depends on the on the circumstances and, and how and, many how intelligent the person is is getting hit. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many brain cells are you lose? <laughs> well, let me back up for a second okay. and 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 clarify it for you. We all work. We're part of the Screen Actors Guild. Okay, uh, we have to be to work. And the Screen Actors Guild, for those of you who don't know, is the general guild for all actors and correct. Uh, well, uh, performers. Yeah, actors, mm-hmm. stuntmen, um, uh, all fall okay. under the auspices of right. the Screen Actors Guild. So and when I say all, I mean not everyone's in it. You, most people would like to be in it. It's right. the professional level, generally speaking, exactly. regarded as a professional level of all actors yeah. uh, to if, get there. If if you're working in a uh, legitimate movie, you're working under a Screen Actors Guild contract. Right. And now it's yeah. SAG-AFTRA because it's two unions They've have merged. combined. Yeah. Okay, just to clarify, <laughs> go on, please. So anyway, we work, uh, uh, we come in on, a, uh, the stunt guys usually, we don't negotiate, you know, like if you're a big movie star, you're going to come in at, you know, you negotiate your, you know, $20 million per film. We obviously don't do that. We come in on either a SAG scale daily or a weekly. And okay. then the way we really make our money is through what they call stunt adjustments. And stunt adjustments uh, are and should be based on, the degree of difficulty and the degree of danger of the stunt oh, you're going to perform. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's say I come in and I'm going to pipe ramp a car. What is pipe ramping? Uh, it's it's hitting a, literally a pipe, a ramp made out of a pipe, and flipping the car into over. Okay. You've seen it in a million movies, you know. Right. Where the car goes through the air and corkscrews and lands on its nose and flips over 15 times. Uh, that's called a pipe ramp. So if I'm going to go in and do a pipe ramp... Um, I would negotiate, or the way it's supposed to work is you would negotiate your fee up front. In other words, the coordinator would say, uh, if you're not coordinating, you're working for somebody else, he'd say, well, okay, we're going to pipe ramp this car, and you're going to go through, you know, you're going to crash through uh, three lanes of traffic and wind up upside down in the L.A. River. Okay, you know, uh, what do you think it's worth? You know, X dollars, five grand, ten grand, whatever, you know. So that would be over and above your daily uh, SAG rate. 
Okay, and then there's custom and standard, standard, customary and standard kind of uh, ideas about what go, what what a pipe. Yeah, I mean, there's some rough, you know, guidelines. So what is it? Let's say that. Let's use your example. Uh, what would that? Co- what would they be paying you to do a pipe? What's it called? A pipe screw? Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> that's something. Yeah, sometimes that's after the shoot. That's yeah. after the shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, pipe ram. Yeah. So let's say it's it's a, it's a. Is it based on how many rolls? Also, no, not necessarily. So what would it be a pipe roll that lands in the river? Yeah, a pipe ram. Yeah, pipe I mean, ram. If you know, it's it's. He says, yeah, I want it to turn over at least two or three times and you're going to land on your roof and you're going to be in, you know, you're going to go down the bank or something. It just depends. If it's just a straightforward turnover, yeah, you know, worth whatever. I don't want to set prices here on the deal, but, you know, it's it's worth <laughs> Fair X question. dollars, you know. And uh, if, as the degree of difficulty and danger goes up, uh, so does the price. I mean, can a stuntman get rich doing this? No. And why do you say that so quickly? Uh, well, <laughs> I say no. Yeah, you can make a really good living. You're not going to get. It depends on you define rich. I mean, you know. Can you make a million dollars a year doing stunts? No. Probably half a million. Not. Yeah. Oh yeah, half a million. So uh-huh. that's good money. Yeah. Now, are the prices are the um, are they inflated because we all know there's only a certain length of a career of a stunt person? In other words, like no. No. Because that's a problem, right? Uh, I yeah, mean, I mean, there's a shelf life. You know, I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm longer in the tooth now, uh, but I'm fortunate to still be working. Uh, but, you know, it's a young man's game. You didn't want to quote a price, I'm guessing, because it's important for you when you're working to not be stuck with a price, let's say someone were to hear this broadcast. Well, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I just I want to make sure that's, because I, I thought that's why. Yeah, I, if I'm working for Joe or Pete or Ralph or whoever, and he says, oh, I heard on the radio the other day, you'd do it for 2500 Well, yeah, but you didn't say I was going to, you know, go down a 30-foot bank and through a building and, you know, all this. Right. So every individual stunt is negotiated on its merits alone. You know? Okay. Also, I suspect you might take a lower rate if it's a bigger exposure. No. Or is it the opposite? Bigger exposure, bigger rate. Bigger director, bigger rate. Bigger stars, bigger rate. No, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. I mean, okay. we're, we're not driven by the, 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 the star value or the, or the budget of the movie. It's, it's we're, strictly, it's, you want me to do this, it's going to cost you this. You told me that you've had some broken ribs, uh, courtesy of Steven Seagal. Who else has hurt you, and what have they done? Uh, well, I've never. I mean, most of the time, if I get hurt, it's that I did it to myself. And I do mean emotionally too. We will include that. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen hurt you both emotionally and physically. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the only other time that I've actually had an actor hurt me was, um, God, I'm just drawing a blank now. I can't. Uh, uh, Greg Evigan. We were doing BJ and the Bear. I'm dating myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Not the porn BJ and the Bear. That no. was a different BJ That's, and the Bear. Yeah. Yes. The, the okay. old TV series with the monkey. <laughs> there probably is a porno called yeah. BJ and the Bear. Probably. And I may have worked on it. <laughs> and I want to see it. And yeah. I did see it. And you did great work. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Excellent work. Some of my best work. Yeah, it was wonderful. All I saw was the top of your head. Yeah. But it, I knew it was you. Okay, go on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Greg, we're doing a fight, and uh, that's usually when you're going to get clipped, is if you're working with an actor. And I don't know this actor. Is he well known? Am I should I Greg know Evan? him? Evan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. He was Jeremy, big. do you know him? No. Okay. I, you guys are children. Not really, but okay. Um, so he, at some point, he, he was. He or was we're pretty, just ignorant. Yeah, about he was this. pretty big in the '70s and '80s. He did TV series, and and I think he was a singer. So what happened? Um, anyway, he just. It was no big deal. He just. Um, um, you know, you're doing, like I say, a fight scene with an actor, okay, which we do a lot because the actors, you know, they got to be in there somewhere, you know, so they can cut into them and see that they're throwing the punch and all of that stuff. So, um, but, you know, a lot of times they're thinking ahead to their dialogue and they're not mm. necessarily really focused on, some of them are very good, like Harrison, really good, great. I mean, it's like doing a fight with a stunt guy. But um, I don't know. Greg was thinking of something else or whatever, and we're doing a fight, and he's and and, and you, you have to keep a certain distance, you know. And it's all pretty choreographed. It's kind of like a dance move, you know. And uh, he just, for some reason, he stepped in and to throw a punch, and stepped in a little too close, and broke my nose. Mm. So you know, do you get a uh, bump? In yeah, pay? I had a bump on my nose. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you mean extra money because yeah. you got hurt? No. There's no hazard. <laughs> it doesn't but... work that way. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> How, are you guys, uh, are stunt people, uh, is it a nice fraternity? Do you all get along or is it very competitive yeah. and you're fighting for jobs? Well, it's, it's very competitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Um, but, uh, yeah, everybody gets along. I mean, it, it is sort of a big fraternity, you know. Have you lost any friends uh, because a stunt went bad? No. What about crippled? You mean lost? Oh, you like mean lost friends like lost them? Either they, like they, they either died. they died in a bad accident. Yes, you have. Yes. What happened? Uh, well, I, I'd have to think. But uh, years ago, there was a, a, a one of the stunt guys was killed in a helicopter accident, uh, and uh, I that's mean, a famous. What was the film? That was a famous accident. Yeah. Big director. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, do you know that film? Can't think of the name yeah. of the movie right now. Uh, it was had, it, wasn't it in the Valley? No, this was over in the Philippines. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's another one. That, that was up in uh, uh, by uh, Castaic. Yeah. You knew the stunt people uh, who passed uh -huh, away? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, lost another fellow. He was doing a high fall, and he missed the airbag. And uh, uh, We're talking years ago, but yeah, I mean, we all pretty much know each other. Uh, at least to some extent. Uh, I mean, not to get graphically gruesome here, but or, or I'm just curious, like how well were you going to his funeral? Is it like firemen? They go to each other's funerals. They know each other that well? Yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. I mean, a lot of times that's the only time you see guys unless you're working with them. Is, you know, that's kind of a standard joke. Shit, we got to stop going to these funerals. It's the only time we see each other. But uh, that's not always somebody getting killed on the set and that's that's just natural but you can Guys name three away. people i understand but you can name three people who died in the line of work oh yeah and pr maybe even more yeah probably more if i thought about it and that never stops you from wanting to do what you do uh well no i mean you know it's that's what i do you don't you don't really consciously think about that are you in denial about the danger no i don't think so do you get off on the danger well, uh, I think you have to be a certain level of adrenaline junkie to do what I do, what we do. So, uh, yeah, I guess. Are you an adrenaline junkie? Oh, yeah. How else does it show itself? Uh, well, just in, you know, my hobbies. What are those? Well, I like racing, race cars, uh, motocross, dirt bike riding, uh, driving fast, doing stuff. You know, I rodeoed when I was younger. Uh I've always been in the physical end of it, you know. I, what about drugs? Um, I would Me think, personally? Yeah. No. I mean, there is an adrenaline rush with that. What uh, kept you away from drugs? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just uh, too chicken shit, I guess, to, to try it. I Afraid to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. Uh, thank you. What about drinking? Uh, yes, I do enjoy the uh, occasional libation. Yeah. Do you think it's an addiction? No. Fair question. Yeah. But uh, does that does addiction run high in the stunt world? You know, I really can't answer that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I none of the close associations I have with with people that I don't think are addicted. You know? Well, here's here's where my thinking is coming from. You guys and ladies, you get hurt a lot. You got to take care of the pain. You take prescription medications. Prescription medications, painkillers are very, very addictive. Very. And I could imagine that I would think, but again, it's just me in my head, that this is a problem. But you're saying that you don't know of it really being a significant problem. Uh, you know, I could probably come up with a few instances where I know certain people that maybe have gotten addicted to pain medications or something uh, through the course of injuries. But I mean, is it is it like widespread or is it prom prominent? No. You know, I, hey, you know, you got to think about it. What we do requires a really clear head, you know. Uh, and and if you're hungover or you're on some kind of drugs that impairs your thinking and your reaction time and your mobility, um, you're in a lot of trouble going well, in. I would have to be on drugs to do the kind of stunts you do. <laughs> you're scared to death? Uh, well, I scare the hell out of myself sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, if you're scared to death, you can't do this. Are you scared of death? Oh, of death. No, I don't think so. I mean, I like to put it off as long as possible, but I, I don't think I'm scared of it. If you died in a stunt, how would you feel about that? No, If I were to tell you 
I mean, is that a way you expect to die in a stunt? You mean, do I expect to go out in a blaze of glory turning a car over or something? No, I, I expect to die shot in bed by a jealous husband or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, as far as the danger involved, you have one of, you are engaged in perhaps one of the most, if not most dangerous professions. Well, one of them. I mean, there's, there's you know. Do you think what you do is dangerous? Eh, it can be. I mean, I, you don't consciously think about it. You really don't. I Are mean, you blocking it out? It's because it's, I. Do you need me to tell you what you do? I, I'm going to tell you something right now. You're, I'm living in denial. Yeah. What you do? This is an intervention. This is a danger intervention. I'm going to tell you right now what you do, what you do. is very dangerous. Oh, okay. And people, you could die doing this. Christ, I wish you hadn't told me that. Now I got to quit. <laughs> I'm sure. What is uh, not to get morbid here, but I am curious. Can you get can you get life insurance? Pretty tough. Uh, who'd want to insure you? Lloyd's of London. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Do you have life insurance? Uh, no. So you, so well, I have it through the Screen Actors Guild, but it's a minimal. It's like, you know, not enough to really do anything. Right. But to go out and get a life insurance policy, uh, you almost have to kind of lie to them and tell them you're an actor or something. You know? Right. Do you think of yourself, though, as an actor? Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of what we do is, is incorporates some sort of acting, you know. You said that the uh, work can sometimes scare you, so you do get scared. Well, I don't know. I, you know. I guess there's different levels and degrees of being scared, yeah. I mean, if you're just petrified, no, you can't go out and do this stuff. But, I mean, yeah, you, you, you get a little, sometimes you get a little apprehensive, you know, like, you know, you're sitting there and you're getting ready to do something weird, like turn that truck over in the dark night. Um, it's like, what the hell am I doing this for, you know? Um, I've had that feeling, yeah. you know, before going on stage doing stand-up. I had it just you know. before we came in here. <laughs> like yeah. the, what am I doing here? Um, but yeah, you, you, sure, you get a little apprehensive. You, you know, you get, the, you get I, I don't think it's fear. Well, it's not fear. It's, it's uh, just anticipation. It's like a race car driver, maybe, you know? Um, I mean, you're just, you're anticipating it and your heart's jumping a little bit out of your chest and you're, you know, you're jacked up. You're ready to go. But um, that's what you love about it. Yeah, that's part of the that's part of the deal. What do you compare? What can me not being a stunt person and all of you, people listening, you know, how can we compare that adrenaline rush to what you experienced doing a big stunt? Like what what else in life would be comparable? Is there anything? Getting married. <laughs> okay, so that I, I think I mean for me that was there was fear, so. Yeah. And you're not kidding about that. No, I mean, and how and how is the connection to fear? Uh, well, you're 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 you know, you're committing. I, yeah, you're. What am I getting myself into here? You know, it's. I'm kidding a little but, bit, but um. Well, no, I'm taking you dead seriously. I would consider the kind of stunts you do as scary as marriage. <laughs> so when you um get, when when it's the pedal to the metal, and and you're it's there's no stopping. You've reached that point because you can always bail on a stunt up to a point, correct? Most of the time, yeah, up to a point. But once you're in it, have you ever thought to yourself, this is going to go bad? Oh, yeah. And what happened? Uh, well, a few times it went bad. <laughs> what are some of the but, worst things that have happened? Well, God, I, you know, I knew you were going to ask me that. Everybody does. and I, oh, no. I don't want to hear that. I'm asking predictable <laughs> questions that everyone does. It's always, like, yeah, what's the hardest thing you've ever done? How many times have you been hurt? Um I hope I didn't sound like that. No. <laughs> That's my inner voice. Did it come out? Uh, well, I did, it didn't go bad, but there was one incident. I did a, we did a movie called The Package with Gene Hackman. Uh -huh. uh, very, very dear friend of mine was the stunt coordinator, uh, Terry Leonard. Very famous, very, very famous the, stuntman, stunt coordinator. Now, the stunt coordinator. Sorry to interrupt. I, I, just so we're all clear, the stunt coordinator is the person who works specifically with the director yeah. in really mapping out the stunt and finding out, deciding what's required of the stunt, where we're going to shoot it. And then that stunt coordinator brings in someone like yourself. Correct. Yeah, that's okay. pretty good. That's pretty accurate. Pretty okay. accurate description. So you're, go on with your story. Uh, so anyway, Thanks. we're, we're, uh, we're in Chicago wintertime. It's snowing. Uh, I'm doubling Gene Hackman and doing the driving and, uh, we're shooting this whole high speed car chase through downtown San, uh, San Francisco's uh, Chicago. Uh, were you under the L tracks? Because it's so Hardly. dangerous down there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you always right. see those shots. Yeah. Under the L and we're yeah. 
the L's and, the train there. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're uh, the sequence is real quick. I got to come flying into an intersection, slide sideways, hit the concrete wall underneath the L tracks, go down the sidewalk, hit a uh, 55 gallon drum that's supposedly full of salt that they're going to put on the road, go out, hit a parked car that we have in staged in the road, and slide sideways out into the road and just get missed by a semi-truck that's coming down the road. This is all one shot. It's right? got to be choreographed to the second. Yeah. And and uh, so anyway, here we go. Boom, action. I come along. I slide it sideways, slam off the concrete wall down the sidewalk. Well, I hit the barrel. The barrel was at about maybe four inches of salt in the top with a false bottom. It flips up over the hood of the car, breaks the windshield, and sprays the salt across the windshield. Now I can't see. Well, prior to us doing this, I've got to backtrack, I'm sorry, but prior to us doing this stunt, across the street, there was a parking lot next to a building, and about eight spaces in is a brand new Cadillac, and they can't find the owner to move it. So Terry comes to me and he goes... That's the stunt coordinator? Yeah, Terry Leonard, the stunt coordinator. He comes to me and he says, well, we can't find the owner of that Cadillac, and this falls under the category of famous last words. I said, don't worry about it, Leonard. I'll never get to that Cadillac. There's no way I can get to that Cadillac, right? Well, you see what's coming. So anyway, the the barrel hits the windshield, cracks the windshield, sprays salt across it. I can't see, so I squirt out from there onto the road. I missed the parked car, which if I had have hit it, I'd have known where I was at. But I missed the parked car because I couldn't see. Shot straight across the road, right through the parking lot, and center punched the side of this Cadillac. Wrapped it right around the front of this car, right? <laughs> it's, it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. a good thing. It's I not never, your fault. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know. But it, it, here's what a class act Leonard was, right? He walks over. I didn't get out of the car because I'd already, I knew what happened. I knew I'd hit Better the Better to just stay in there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and my famous last words flashed back in my mind, I'll never get to the Cadillac, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Terry comes over and he just, I'm still sitting in the car and he just kind of leans over and he goes, uh, hit the barrel. Yeah. Salt came across the windshield. Yeah. Couldn't see where you're going. Yeah. Missed the parked car. Yeah. Hit the Cadillac, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, all right, you want to do it again? Like, yeah. All right. That's all he said. Turn around. Walked away. I'd love to End see the, story. the face of the owner of that Cadillac. Oh, Christ. Are you kidding? The, the, the whole rest of the movie, the unit manager, the guy that controls the money, followed yeah. me around like a puppy dog going, <laughs> those cars aren't ours now. Those cars aren't ours. <laughs> like, Look at that. It was funny, but at the yeah. time, jeez. Oh, what is the uh, fabric? What kind of uh, makeup must one have to be a successful stunt person, psychological and physically, and even emotionally? I think you have to you have to have the ability to compartmentalize your brain, put everything that's that's um, going on in your life or whatever or the guy that cuts you off in traffic going to work you've you've got to be able to take all of that and put it in the back of your brain and lock it in a room because when you get ready to do a stunt you have to have 110 percent focus on what you're doing but you also have to have the ability to know what's going on around you in other words you can't be completely tunnel vision you know like, I'm going to hit a ramp and I'm going to turn the car over. I'm focused on the ramp because I know I got to hit it at a certain speed and a certain way to make the car do what I want it to do. But I also have to be aware of everything around me in case somebody runs out in the road, an extra walks across, a car blows a, uh, a roadblock, comes into the, to the shot. So you have to have the ability to focus but still be aware of your uh, surroundings. And you have to, I think, probably, in my opinion, stunt person's best asset is their ability to think on their feet. And how is that shown? Literally, like when the salt's on the windshield? Yeah. How am I going to get out of this alive? Yeah. Kind of like, you know, oh, shit, I missed the car. I know I'm going to hit the Cadillac. And nah, it's just, you, sometimes you have to make snap decisions, like you mentioned earlier about aborting something. You know, right. 
you have to know, you have to instinctively say, this is not going to be good. There's still time. I, and know where your outs are, your back doors, so to speak, and know how to, okay, I'm bailing on this because it isn't going to work. It's going to be ugly. Uh, so you, I think just your ability to think on your feet, m- make snap decisions correctly, and and uh, be able to focus. Well, it also sounds like an actor being in the moment yeah, and responding to what's happening sure. in front of you. Oh, yeah. Because you, you can plan only so much. That's the other thing, you know, they say to be great at something. I don't know if you've heard this, you do it, you're supposed to do it like 10,000 times. And, you know, there are certain things that you do stunt-wise that have never been done. You don't have a chance to practice 10,000 times. Yeah, Or true. even three times. That's sometimes two, two is the most you'll get, correct? Yeah, sometimes. So your, your background, um, if your expertise is primarily um, driving? Yeah. And what else? Well, in my earlier, younger years, um, I did... Everything you had to. And you what is everything? Do. Well, fights, firework, high falls. Um, you know, uh, a little bit of everything. You had to. You needed to be. I learned how to use whips. I learned how to use swords. Um, I, my background was as, as a cowboy, so I I worked in a lot of westerns. You know, ride a horse, drive a wagon. I mean, These are hard things, correct? Well, it's just, yeah, it's not the normal thing that somebody would go out and learn to do just for the heck of it, you know. So, like you could ride a, you could ride a uh, uh, stagecoach with no problem. Ride it or drive, drive it? Drive it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. and I, w- I would be scared. Yeah. Are you, so you're an expert horseman? Well, I used to be. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty crippled up now. I haven't been on a horse in a long time. But, when you say you know, crippled, what does that mean? Because of uh, so many injuries? You know, injuries and just old age and, you know, arthritis. and You look like you're about in your 50s. Thank you. God, so, give this man some flowers for me, please. <laughs> How many stunts have you done over your lifetime, would you say? Individual stunts? I couldn't. I couldn't Take a even. guess. 10,000, 20,000? Know. Maybe 10,000. I, I, I couldn't even hazard a guess. What's the one stunt you've turned down that you wish you hadn't? And the one stunt you did that you wish you had. <laughs> wish I had turned down? <laughs> yeah, but what's the one stunt that you wish you had? You know, many actors wish they had not turned down a certain job that turned right. out to have been a career changer. Is there any stunt you turned down that you look back on and you're like, God, I should have taken that? Well, you know, that's a hard question. And, and I don't want to come off sounding like some kind of a, uh, an asshole here. But I, I I can only think of maybe one or two stunts that I've actually said, no, I don't want to do that. Um, and Because uh, you're a pussy? Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I love saying that to you because it's so ridiculous. There, there's always that. Uh, I was totally kidding. I, <laughs> no, why, uh, what I, were those that... Well, I did turn one down. Again, it was for Terry Leonard, uh, who, who was... Uh, I Stunt worked coordinator. A, yeah, and I worked a lot with Terry back in the day. Um, and I had... Uh, fractured my back on the show that we were working on. It was the Sylvester Stallone movie. Called, also known uh, as Breaking Your Back. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, but I still went to work. In fact, I was working two shows. I was working his show at night, and I was working another show during the day doing car chases. So uh, I put this kind of a corset thing on that's got these metal stays down the back. It's like a literally a woman's corset, and I tighten it up as tight as I could get it and uh, I went to work and uh, we had one scene where I was supposed to fall off of a uh, fire escape balcony about I don't know four or five stories to a airbag down below and um, I went to Leonard and I said Terry uh, I don't think I want to do this because I was afraid I was going to get into the bag wrong and really screw my back up mm-hmm. you know so you already had a broken back yeah and it wasn't healed no, you're holding it together with this corset. Yeah, this is like two days later. Oh, after. my God. And Isn't that a no-brainer? That I can't even believe they'd have you back. Well, you don't go around advertising it. So ah, you kept hey, it I a, broke my back. So you kept that a secret. Well, yeah, you don't tell anybody. He knew. I mean, he knew I was hurt. but Hurt? I mean... I didn't even know I broke it until like a month later, the doctor, when I finally went to the doctor. And so you're walking said, around for two days with a broken back, didn't even know it. Yeah, I knew I was okay. hurt, but I didn't really know it was broken. Wow. So anyway, I put the corset on and I, I go... Um, 
and I'm supposed to do this backwards fall down into an airbag, I don't know, 50, 60 feet. And I, I went to, I said, Terry, come here, and went over to the side, and I said, I don't think I want to do this. Uh, and he goes, uh, all right. He, he, he knows, probably. He goes, <laughs> all right. Well, he's, and, I, and I said, but, I, you know, I don't want to get booted off the show. I want to do more stuff, you know. He says, well, I do have a motorcycle that we got to endo into some trash cans. And I said, well, I'll do that. <laughs> What's endo? Go endo? endo? Like wipe out? Yeah, endo. You know, endo oh, like, end over end? Yeah. Oh, man. Into some trash cans. That sounded I, better to you. Yeah. I mean, that's how warped my thinking is. You know, I went, that's oh, true. yeah, well, I'll do that. You know, because I knew I could control that. But the, the fall into the airbag, if I get into it bad, I'm really going to, you know, I'm going to be in a wheelchair. So anyway, that was... So was this, this was an example of something you wish you had not, you wish you had done. I because, wish I had of, yeah. Well, how did it work out with the well, because motorcycle? I, oh, it's fine. Yeah, it went oh, okay. great. Yeah, one shot, boom, boom, we're done. So that's one that you, you know, but what, you look back now and wish you had jumped from the, from the building? Yeah, because it's always bothered me that I turned it down, even though I knew that he understood. You right. Know, it was like, I... I felt like a pussy, <laughs> you know, because you didn't man up. Yeah, I guess, you know, so I was like, so I was, I mean, it's not like I lost sleep over anything, but it just, you know, I haven't even thought about it in years till you brought it up. Um, <laughs> well, but it obviously still there. You still, I mean, if, well, I just, you know, I think back going, ah, shit, I should have just, you know, manned up and went ahead and did it. But know? it didn't affect uh, your working relationship no. with him. Oh no, not at all. But you said that you're, you know, I know you're uh, an amazing driver. And we're going to talk, yeah, and we're going to, and, and when I say world famous, I mean, everyone in the stunt world knows this man, and that's why, you know, it's such an honor to have you here. Um, it's going to make me blush. Well, it's the truth, and, and you know, we are going to talk still about Dark Knight and the stunt you did that many consider to be one of the greatest stunts ever performed on film, and I'm very interested to hear specifics about that. Um, but before we get there, um, I, I wanted to ask you about the horrible tragic death of Paul Walker. He's driving a Porsche out in uh, the Valley or uh, Valencia. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all know what happened. If you don't know, he um, he's from Fast and Furious, an actor there, and he died in a blaze. Uh, with He was a passenger in the front seat. What do you think happened? I have absolutely no idea, and I wouldn't even try and speculate what happened. Have you driven that Porsche before? No. You mean one like it or yeah, that particular that model, one? that model. Actually, I have not, no. So I don't really know. I understand that the handling characteristics of those are not the greatest. Uh, that's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, but um, I wasn't there. I wouldn't even begin to speculate um, what happened. As a stuntman who puts his life on the line all the time, did you, what were your thoughts about that accident? Well, what a tragic loss. I knew Paul. I'd done a couple of movies with him. And uh, he was really, really a super great guy. And uh, my first thought was, oh, my God, what a tragic deal. Because, you know, he was a good driver. And he, he, he liked fast cars. And he was, you know, he dabbled in racing and everything. And it's just, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, what a, you know, what a waste. How yeah. well did you know him? Well, I mean, it's not like we went out bar hopping every night, but I, I knew him. We did a movie uh, called uh, Joyride together, and uh, uh, I got to know him pretty well. Uh, his One of his best friends is a stunt guy, uh, Oakley Lehman, and uh, uh, he was on the show. It was one of his first shows, I think. And uh, So we kind of hung out together, and we got to know each other, and then I did uh, Fast and Furious 2 uh, with him. So... Um, you know, I mean, you, you get to, you don't go hang out with these guys at night and go bar hopping and go once in a while, but not very often, you know. Yeah, but, especially in L.A. because they're home. They go home. Yeah, but uh, um, but you do develop a certain rapport and, and if, you know, a certain, I guess, friendship uh, on the set, you know. So uh, you feel personal. It sounds like it's it's not, you're not, it's different when you know the person you've worked with them. Yeah, I mean, it's, we hate to see anybody, you know go out like that oh it's disgusting yeah i mean can you imagine but uh yeah if you've if you know them and you've worked with them and it's and, hard yeah it's sure. very it's difficult yeah yeah uh the being a stunt guy <laughs> to lighten it just a little here the moon um i would imagine that you've a lot of 
women who think you're pretty hot. Groupies. I bet there are a lot of women who would love to get a stuntman on their, under the belt, a little notch in the belt. Am I right? Well, uh, yeah, probably, but it's, unfortunately, I've never been the recipient of that very much. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, there's, I mean, a lot of the stunt guys are, are uh, uh, you know, big, good-looking dudes and everything. And, and uh, you know, they, they I mean, there, there's a mystique about stunt guys. You know, Have you found women. that? Have women ever found you online or written you and said, I need to be, I mean. No, not really. No, how about a few men? Yeah. Oh, men. Always. All men. Yeah. Shit. I can't get it. You know, I can't turn them down enough. I'm sure. Well, you know, I wish all of you here could sit with me in the studio. Um, if you're watching on camera, you can see, obviously, what Jim looks like. But, you know, I look at you and I see a guy who could be playing a doctor, a lawyer. You know, well, how tall are you? About 5'10"? Yeah, I'm just about 5'11", 5'11 and a half, somewhere in there. Okay. And uh, you, you're pretty healthy weight. You're not buff. You know, I mean, I don't look at you like when I would imagine a stuntman, it's like, like, are you, are you pretty much the typical size of a stuntman, would you say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You probably have to be, if you're too buff and too crazy big, then wow. you can't really do stand-in work. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, it limits your ability to double actors, which, you know, is where a lot of our work comes from. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we don't do stand-in work, by the way. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, I mean, there's What do you some mean guys, you don't do stand-in work? Because you are well, standing in for for Zach, right? We're, I mean, we're stunt doubling. There's a oh, okay, there's I got it. Two that, different that, categories. That seemed to kind of get on your under your nerve a little. Well, no, it's just that there's the, your your stand-ins are the skin. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah you know, stand-ins are are the guy that stands in for the actor while they're lighting. Correct. The set. Right. Yeah. And a double would be Nothing on. against that. A lot of great people do that. No, it's there's a, a you're right. You correct me. hundred percent. There is there a is a difference. incredible difference. Um, let's talk about Dark Knight because like I said, I mean, you know, when I talk about you, it's, it'd be, I ought to talk about that film. Now you're working, were you working side by side with Heath Ledger? Oh yeah. Heath mm -hmm. Ledger played the Joker. Correct. Uh, this was the last role that he played before he tragically lost his life. Were you on location with him at mm -hmm. the time of the, he passed away? No, not when he, not when he died. No, this, okay. that was the, we were done filming and. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The in the film, there's a sequence where there is a semi truck, an eighteen wheeler, that Batman ropes with some kind of wire. That's I think done through special effects. I that, would imagine that was the only CGI in that sequence. Okay. But yeah, causing the eventually uh, the truck gets pulled back, the the rope gets taunt, so to speak, mm -hmm. and then the truck flips completely over from end to end, right. uh, landing upside down. Correct. And who's in the cab of that, or cab, cabin or cab? I think it's called a cab, right? Cab. Front cab? Yeah. It's you. Correct. So I believe um, I read in, uh, and saw an interview with Christopher Nolan. There were like something like seven cameras rolling. Mm -hmm. They were shooting this for IMAX. Correct. There was only one take or a test. There wasn't even a take. There was one test, correct? Yeah, we had to do one test. Why did they call you for this particular stunt? Well, actually, uh, uh, a friend of mine recommended me. I didn't know the stunt coordinator at the time on that movie. Uh, Paul Jennings and Tom Struthers were the stunt coordinators. And I had not worked with them previously. Uh, so they, I guess, reached out to some guys that they did know. They were both from England. Uh, and uh, my name was put in the hat for that and they called me and said do you want to come in and, and uh, work on this movie I didn't know when I took the job that we were going to do this stunt uh, I didn't know until I got to Chicago and uh, we went over to the special effects uh, shop and uh, Struthers he goes oh by the way you know mate he says uh, you're going to flip this truck end over end you know and all the effects guys are standing around looking at me going you're not really going to do this are you <laughs> So they were clever with you. They didn't say, will you, or would you like to, or could you? They just told you what you're going to be doing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, well, I could have said no or, uh, you know, but I'm not going to do that. Are you kidding? So, mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. It wasn't like they called me six months ahead of time and said, "Hey, we got this great stunt and we want you to do it." You know, it was like, um, "Hey, mate, come on to Chicago. You're going to do this chase sequence with the truck and everything." I mean, we did a lot of stuff besides the truck flip. You know, we did a whole sequence leading up to that. You know, with that truck. So whatever you did is still not as noted as this particular one stunt. Well, that was the standout deal. Yeah, obviously. Mm so again the stunt is for an 18 wheeler to essentially flip over vertically so it, it kind of instead of going sideways it goes over the top straight over yeah and were you part of the test because i understand there was mm -hmm. one test out in a desert no we actually did the one test uh we had to know that it was going to go straight over um and uh there was it was discussed originally towing it in you know because nobody knew what was going to happen nobody had ever done this before yeah so they talked about well maybe we'll tow it in and, and set it off remotely and uh, you know i said well guys that's not really going to tell us what we need to know because on the day i'm going to be driving it so i need to be driving it for the test so that's what we did we were in a big parking lot uh, outside of Chicago, and we mapped off, you know, we chalked off where the street would be, the distances and the widths and everything, and uh, the length of the run that I would have to make to get up to speed and all of that. How fast did you have to go? Do you have no, to no, go for that? No, about 30. 30 miles per hour? Yeah. Um, what propelled? There, was ex there were explosives in the back of the truck, correct? There was a cannon, a single cannon, what they call a cannon, which is basically a cannon. <laughs> it's a tube. And then it's got a slug inside of it, and you and you blow the slug out either with uh, black powder or nitrogen compressed gas, uh, and th that tube, that slug coming out of the tube is what propels the whatever you're doing, car, truck, whatever, over. So it pushes the back of the truck over its uh, over its top. Right. Yeah. So what did you think when you did the test run? Were you um, were you scared? No. No. Not really. I mean, I was nervous, you know, because I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, what's know, the worst thing, thing that can happen is you get crushed. Yeah. Death. Yeah. Alive. It blows up, you know, crushes me or what. I didn't know. You know, none of us knew. We the cabin know. was reinforced, though, with oh, yeah, a lot of steel. A, yeah. And I had carte blanche on, on. I was with the effects guys every day, you know. Hey, uh, you know, what do you want here? What kind of bars? Where do you want your seat? How do you want this? You know, it was... Uh, I was very much in the process of that part of it, you know. Um, I did not design the stunt. Uh, Chris uh, Cobalt, the effects coordinator, who's one of the best in the business, if not the best, um, he designed that stunt. But um, I was in the uh, the safety aspects of it, you know. I was involved in that. So you're doing the stunt. Seven cameras are rolling. Uh, what street were you on in Chicago? Do you remember the name of the street? Uh, LaSalle. Okay. Right Financial of, district. Yeah, right in front of the Board of uh, Trade. So this is a real city street. Yep. If things go wrong, like the Cadillac story, lots of damage. Oh, yeah. And a, it's a bad thing. It's very bad. So you flip this truck. No matter what, you don't know 100% what's going to happen. Last time you did it in a parking lot. Now we're on a real city street. Right. It's a success. What happens the second the truck settles and the director yells, cut? Uh. I just, well, I was a little bit out of it, uh, so I couldn't really tell you. I mean, I wasn't knocked out, but I was like, I wasn't really quite sure where I was at. Uh, it, we have an expression that kind of rung my bell, you know. Uh, when the truck came over and hit, it, the, the cab of the truck came back up and then kind of slammed back down. Mm. Called a double slapper, and it, it kind of rung my bell, so. I knew that, double yeah. slapper. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, I, I mean, I was aware that it was over with and I, I was fine and everything. And they come and they got me out and, you know, did the whole thing and everybody. What's the whole thing? Pats on the back? Yeah, pats on the back. Champagne? Applause. Yeah, great job. No champagne. Um, that comes later. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I just, you know, I kind of walked around in circles for about 10 or 15 minutes and sort of, you know, got my shit together and then. Uh, they went and uh, uh, checked me out in the back of the ambulance just to make sure I had some uh, blood. You know, I'd, I'd hit the roll bar or something. Um, so uh, they checked me out. Everything was fine. Chris Nolan comes over, you know, shakes my hand. Great job. You know, that's good. So okay. were they giddy? Were they like, were they giddy? 
Well, like maybe just, for about eight seconds, and then it's like business, back to business, you know? I mean, we're making a movie. That was a great stunt, great, you know, okay, nice job. Thank you very much. You know, we're on to the next scene. Did you know what a big deal it was? Not really. I mean, I knew it. I, I kind of knew it was, I mean, I knew it was a big deal because it had never been done before, and, and I knew it was pretty spectacular, but uh, I didn't know that it was going to be such a big it's a seminal moment in stunt work correct i mean here we are uh, talking some about say it. it yeah i don't know i i'm uh, if you say so i don't know well <laughs> i go by what you know what's out there yeah. i mean you know uh there's a general consensus that that's a uh, a huge stunt a milestone in the stunt world yeah it is and 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 it was uh i feel very privileged to have been part of it and been in the right place at the right time to be able to do that uh you know it was it was exciting because it's never been done <laughs> yeah and i don't think it's been done since um before we run i just want to um i just want to know real briefly how you even got started in this is this a family thing or did you just answer an ad in craigslist <laughs> i just kind of fell into it <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry yeah. Uh, no, I think since I was a little kid, I subconsciously wanted to be a stuntman. But back then, people didn't know what stuntmen were. It wasn't, mm -hmm. There wasn't a big, you know, hoopla there was. Everybody thought John Wayne did his own stuff, you know. Uh, so I think, you know, I stood in front of the TV and tried to outdraw Matt Dillon, you know. And uh, I'd get the neighborhood kids in and I'd choreograph fights in my mom's living room. Uh, recreate barroom fights. And uh, that lasted one fight <laughs> and then everything got moved outside. Uh, but it just, you know, I think subconsciously it's something I always wanted to do. And I prep myself for it by doing all, every different type of sport. You're self-taught? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Now there are schools. There are that. a few schools. And you teach at one of them. Uh, I do. I teach at one of the driving schools. If someone wanted to get a, a look at that and maybe even go and take a class with you, how would they go about that? They would go to either my website, uh, which is wagontrainproductions.com, or they could go to Bobby Orr Motorsports. B-O-B-B-Y-O-R-R? O-R-E. O-R-E. Uh -huh. Bobby Orr what? Motorsports. Motorsports. Okay. Com. Okay. Uh, and uh, tell you all about the classes and what we do and how much and, and everything. Uh, we're out in Camarillo, California, and also uh, Sebring, Florida. Is there a stunt you haven't done you want to do? Yes. What is that? Uh, and I don't think it's been done. Uh, I've always wanted to do a, uh, take a tanker truck and trailer. You know, you've seen them going down the road where there's a tank on the truck and then they're pulling a trailer. Right. And I want to pipe ramp the truck as I break the trailer loose, have the trailer coming sideways like a jackknife and pipe ramp the truck in front of it and then have the trailer flip over the top of the truck. It's a little, it's, it's a visual thing. Say that one I, more time. I can't. <laughs> Did you follow that, Jeremy? Yeah, that, I, I got it. it. Explain yeah, it to me, Jeremy. We, we're going we're gonna to say goodbye in a second. I just, but I want to understand this. And for all of you, listen, I want you to understand this stunt that Jim would like to do. And you might do it because he seems like you're pretty unstoppable. You're willing to do anything. You just need the right film. So it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a uh, tank on top of a truck carrying. So it's like a, a, a long 18-wheeler yeah. uh, carrying a truck. Uh, instead of cars, it's just happened to have an army uh, tank. It, no, it's a tanker, like a fuel oh, tanker. Oh, a fuel tanker. You know. That's where I got confused. So it's a fuel tanker truck. Yeah, truck and trailer. Okay. And then you, again, do what? Pipe ramp the truck. From behind? No. Hit a pipe ramp, a big, huge pipe ramp with the okay. truck as the trailer is jackknifing out. Let me give you, try and give you. Oh, visual. okay. So Here's it does a like a uh -huh. trailer comes out and the truck goes over in the air and the trailer follows it down the road, flipping end over end. So you got the truck turning over in the air and the trailer going next to it, turning end over end and the truck lands on the trailer. Okay. I think I get it. Jeremy, do you get it? I, I get it. That. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm still confused, but you know what? I'm not good with math. It feels like a math problem to me. It probably but, is. But it sounds dangerous if there's, like, fuel. Well, now that you've made me say it, somebody's <laughs> going to go do it and beat me to it. But no. Really? Is that how it works? I don't well, know. you heard it here. No one steal this idea. I know. Don't worry about it. I will not. I'm <laughs> oh. scared of everything. So that's the last thing I'm going to do. Cool. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before you go? Um, no, I just, you know, I want to say thank you very much for having me here. It's been fun. It's been amazing. Uh, Is there an Academy Awards for stunt people? No, there's not. There's been an effort for the last several years to get in a, a category for stunts in the Academy Awards. And uh, my grandfather-in-law, well, up until recently, was the only one that ever was presented an honorary Oscar as a stuntman. Oh. And that was Yakima Kanut. Um, 
What's Yakimak He's the That's his name? Fam- yeah. Very Your father? F- he was one of the first and very famous stunt guys that kind of brought it together as a, as a, a, a science. Your father-in-law? My my father-in-law's father, Your my father-in-law. wife's oh, okay. grandfather. Okay, so there was that. Is that Did how you I got in the business? Right? No. Yeah. Okay, just so happens that's yeah. the coincidentally. Yeah. Thank you again, Jim Wilkie. If they want to contact you personally, how would they do that? Are uh, you people listening? How would they do that? Do you have a website or? I, I have a website. Like it's those ones you mentioned? Okay. Wagontrainproductions.com. Great. Thank you so much. Be safe, okay? Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, okay. be very safe. And I want to thank all of you. Thank you, Jeremy, for a great job over there in the booth. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time right here on Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question.